smaller, mid-sized companies have special challenges when it comes to technology and especially putting in place cutting-edge analytics. That's why we do the Analytics Breakdown with me as your host, Chance Coble. Hi, everybody, and welcome to the Analytics Breakdown. In this episode, we're going to be talking about data science in your dashboarding tool using machine learning models and reporting on them. Fundamentally, what we want to do is bring that machine learning content into our report content dashboard so we can filter on it, we could sort on it, we could take a look at flagged records or anything like that. That might be the output of a machine learning model. BI and dashboarding tools are not really very well utilized if they simply expose raw data. The whole point of this stuff is they've got to answer questions. That's my so much of the work in a business intelligence project is spent on the ingestion, reformatting, aggregation, and calculation in order to store that data so a dashboarding tool can easily be used to answer questions. The thing to understand that often confuses people is that there are typically two parts in this exercise of machine learning. The first is we train a model on our data. In that phase, we're letting an algorithm, some kind of program, go over and over our data until it develops a kind of summarized understanding of the data, which we call a model. The second part is when we query that model with a new data record to see what it has to say about it. For example, if I want to identify customers that might leave... Building a churn model, regardless of the algorithm that we're using, is typically going to be running that algorithm over records of customers with an indication of whether or not you would want them flagged in the future as a churn risk. The algorithm will, depending on how it works, associate customer features that you do and don't want to flag accordingly, and the result of its trained state is a model. You can then plug a customer record into that model and have it tell you whether or not that customer should be flagged for churn. Tons of complexity here that I'm completely glossing over in the interest of brevity, but that's really the majority of a typical machine learning application. The value should be clear of getting something like that churn flag into your reports and dashboards because now you're able to answer bigger questions than you were able to answer before you were able to display that information, filter on it, sort it, whatever. So now what would be nice is if we can get that flag into our dashboarding tool in addition to being able to do that filtering and sorting. And depending on what you're using, there are a few ways you want this to work. You can do it above the database. You can do it in the database. or You can do it below the database. Being able to do it with those three options gives you a little bit of flexibility depending on your different tool stacks. So if you're using, for example, a SciSense or Tableau deployment or a Yellowfin deployment, that would affect which one of those areas you actually want to call on this machine learning model in. And in some cases, the amount of time it takes for the machine learning model to run impacts how you could actually plug it into that stack. So above the database means you're probably doing this in your dashboarding tool or through custom functionality you've plugged into your dashboarding tool. It also means you're both building and interrogating the model in that dashboarding tool. So one example of this is Yellowfin Signals. Basically, in the background, the tool will look at metrics over time and identify normal behavior for recent data. This is very specific to time series data. When the data suddenly behaves out of the norm, in other words, we have a number that spikes or dips really hard, then it will take that slice of information, in other words, the field on which it saw that disruption, and it will flag it so it shows up in a feed for the user. 
This is obviously very specific to time series data, as I said, but if you suddenly have a number that goes out of profile, then that is brought to your attention. Now, in this case, it's really hard to use algorithms that take a long time and do a ton of data crunching because your model training needs to be more or less online. In other words, it needs to happen as you're using the model so that it has to be quick and it has to be able to happen kind of in memory in the server right away. A more nuanced and custom approach is to build the model outside of the database and save it as an open standards. You're actually saving the model itself. And there's one called Predictive Model Markup Language, PMML. You can go Google that. It's really well supported across most vendors I've seen, whether they're proprietary or open source. R supports it. NIME supports it. RapidMiner supports it. And, and proprietary tools support it as well. And so if you want to work inside the database instead of above the database, inside the database comes with a couple of limitations. The big one is that most databases do not support inside the database machine learning model execution. I don't know why. It seems like in 2023, you would have a lot more support for this. Uh, one that does very well is Microsoft SQL Server. They have tons of functionality and capabilities to call on custom code or anything your developers might have put into the database so that it can be called on. And that's an easy way as long as you can include those calls from your BI tool down. And that's going to mean you need control to some degree over the kind of functions you can call in your database from your BI tool. Not all of your BI tool is going to support that, and most databases don't. If you wind up working below the database, this is by far the most common approach. There are a couple of ways to do this, one of which is you basically take your sweet time building a model with any tool you want, and then you persist the model results or use a way to save the model so it can be called on later. Now, if you're saving the model so it can be called on later, you're possibly pushing it back above the database again if you're saving it with something like PMML and then calling that PMML from your BI tool. Saving the model results inside of the database is pretty straightforward as long as you are able to do that with the kind of model you're running. In other words, if you're just flagging records, you can do that flag and then just save that flag alongside the record that you're actually interested in flagging. So for the customer churn example, you would take the model after you build it and you would run all of your customers through that customer churn model, and then the results of that customer churn model output, in other words, whether or not it flagged those customers saying they were churn risks based on its training, would be saved in your database, and then they would immediately be available for reporting in a very natural way through your dashboarding tool. So if your dashboarding tool now is just calling on the output of the machine learning model as just another part of your database table or however you've persisted your data, it's going to feel very natural in that BI tool to bring it in, to sort it, to filter it. Basically, the whole exercise becomes pretty trivial if you can make it work that way. So you have above the database where you're calling on the model from the BI tool, from the dashboarding tool. You have in the database, which the database is actually going to have to support. So if you have a, a database like Microsoft SQL Server, you know, it will have strong support for that. If you're using a database, an open source database like MySQL, the support is unfortunately going to be much weaker. You have below the database where you usually build the model and then run your records through it to save the output of the model for reporting later. All right. This has been the Analytics Breakdown. Everybody have a wonderful week.